HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Item 13, an African food podcast, and I'm your host, Yom Tego. Every other week, we'll delve into the world of African food, including chefs, curators, and bloggers. Here's the show. So welcome to the show, Lillian. Thank you. <laughs> you're my first. So I just moved to Seattle like two weeks ago, and you're my first official interview Yay! in Seattle Lucky um, me. in person. So that's great. Um, so thank you for joining us. I'm really excited about this particular conversation because one of the reasons it took me so long. So my husband lives in Seattle, and it took me a long time to make the decision to move here because. I was nervous about not finding like Africa. I know it's a, but it's a big reason not finding African food options. And so I remember when he met you about a year ago, like he said, "Oh, there's an African food." Now you have there's no Nigerian food here. I was like, okay. Um, so I mean, I will delve into that whole into Seattle as a as a place for discovering um African food or even West African food specifically. Um. But let's start by first talking about you. Who's Lillian? Tell us about where you grew up and and all that good stuff. Okay. How did you end up here today? First of all, welcome to Seattle. Thank you. <laughs> I think you love it here. I mean, today yeah. it's a beautiful day. I mean, people can see, but we're sitting like right by the water in an area of Seattle called um, South Lake Union. Yeah. There's expensive boats. <laughs> Enjoy it. It gets yeah. depressing really quickly. Yeah, so it's a really nice day in Seattle. It is. Well, um, well, Lillian, so um, <laughs> I am Nigerian, of course, um, from the Benue state in Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, and um, I speak Idoma language, which is a tribe in um, Benue state. Okay. Yeah, so I, def- I grew up in my village. So to speak, yeah, <laughs> not Lagos, like, not Lagos, not Lagos, not Abuja, not yeah, yeah, not none of the none of the glamorous areas. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up in a place called Opoga. Okay. Yes, and um, because um, it's my grandma lives in um a place called Idobe. Okay. Which is actually where I stayed, you know, spent most of my time growing up as a child, because uh, my mom was a working mom. Yeah. And um, I had to live with my grandma. Oh, um, interesting. Like, what did she do? <laughs> she was a petty trader. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was really busy. She was a busy person. Yeah, she always, um, she loves she loves to work with her hands. She's dead now, of course. And I really, really miss her. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, she did something. I don't know if you know, do you know locust bean? Yeah. Okay. We call it dawa dawa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
So um, in, a, in in Idoma, we call it Okwehe. Okay. Yeah, that was her trade. Oh, yeah. interesting. She, she used to make that from scratch. And, you know, I would help her. It was a laborious process, <laughs> <laughs> trust me. But, um, and then she would sell it in the market that was just mm. about, um, just a minute away from her house. And I used to go help her sell oh, in the nice. market. Yeah. yeah. So, so you started the food business. I know. <laughs> in, in fact, it's not, I, I, I paid really close attention to her growing up because she's like the best cook mm. ever. She could, yeah, I mean, she could use two ingredients to make something really, really yeah. nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, my mom, um, was, a, she was a nurse. She's retired now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, she spent a lot of time working. Yeah. And um, backstory. So she got uh, my parents. I'm from a divorced home. Yeah. So my parents got divorced when I was um, three months old. Yeah. yeah three so, months. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we all grew up with yeah. my mom. Yeah. And so my grandma would take care of us when she was um, working. Okay. Yeah. So that was fun. And then how did you end up from the village? So I'm sure you ended up in a big city before you, in a big city in Nigeria before. <laughs> I did, I did, yes. Yeah. So um, I was born in the village, of course, but uh, my mom um, moved um, from the village when she got transferred to the city, yeah, in Utuko. Okay. And um, so we went to the primary school there, and then she got moved to, again, transferred to Boko, okay. which is um, another um, city in Benue State. And again, we went to school there. <laughs> yeah. And um, then she got transferred back to the okay. village again. And the one thing my mom always um, did, you know, Nigerian uh, parents with school, they have this whole attachment to, you know, you have to, you have to be academically yeah. excellent, you know. So she, I mean, she spent a lot of resources getting us into the best That's schools. Good. Yeah, it was her thing, yeah. you know. And she would supervise every and supervise each i mean supervise us each step of the way <laughs> you know so it was really fun growing up but um again um no. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> again um when um my mom got transferred back to the village i had to go back to um school in um the university in benway state okay yeah which is where I started my whole um, adulthood. Okay. Of course. Yeah. What did you study in in, in university? Communications, okay. mass communications. How did you pick some? <laughs> I always ask this question. How do you, how did you pick communications? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's I mean, very... like even you said, you just said like how you know Nigerian and it's across the board African parent. I feel like I can generally say this: African parents, like you're gonna be. A doctor, all of that stuff, right? And so they are specific, you know, you do science or whatever. So I'm always interested when people do something that's different. My mom really wanted me to be a doctor. I mean, yeah, she's a nurse, you know, she really wanted that. But seriously, between you and me, mathematics, not my (laughs) team. So um, it's a silly story. Growing up, I mean, once in a while, it's not like we we didn't really watch television mm. all the time. You know, once in a while, it would work. <laughs> and my mom would make us like watch yeah. the news. And I would look at these newscasters and I was like, man, this is so cool. Yeah. I mean, to be on television and be seen right. by people yeah. all over the world, like so cool. So I know, silly enough. That was that's it. what First oh that's reason. interesting. <laughs> I think I always thought I wanted to be like Christian Amanpour on CNN. 
But I never even thought, oh, communicate. Anyway. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So you did communications and then came out of school to, so so you worked in media, I guess? Yeah, I did um, communications, um, went for my youth service, you know, the one year youth yeah. service in Nigeria. Then I came back and went right away for my master's. Oh, yeah. okay. In communications again. Okay. See, how, see how serious yeah. I was about communications. <laughs> Yes, um, and I majored in uh, public relations okay. and advertising. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Then um, I went, um, my sister was living in Abuja then. Okay. So I went to the big city. Because I mean, yay, yeah. the dream. <laughs> so I did get, um, um, I didn't get a job in communications right away. I got a job in a private school. Oh. Yeah, I taught first graders. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Wait, so how? Do, I mean, I guess it's, it's Nigeria, it's Ghana, those things. It's, it was an expensive school, so it was oh, okay. nice. You know, it was a yeah. private school um, called Peace Setters. Okay. And um, I loved working with kids. I mean, oh, wow. a little bit frustrating, yeah. but it was rewarding. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. And I mean, it trained me, like really, really mm. made me patient. Okay. <laughs> I like to think it prepared me for the media job oh, I was going to okay. get. Yeah. yeah. So I did. I got a job in the media eventually in a newspaper yeah. called um, Leadership um, Newspapers. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's in Abuja. Okay. Yeah. And, and what did you do as a media? Like, what did what did that what did that mean? Yeah, working in media? I was I I was I was a um I was a writer. Okay. So I was a reporter, a correspondent. Oh, yeah. I covered the um EFCC, which was the Crime Commission in Nigeria. Oh wow! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. That was my first assignment. Interesting. Yes, and oh, I wow. I did a lot of special um, reports. You know, funny enough, it was at that point I realized that. The stuff I wanted to do in communications had nothing to do with television. Oh, yeah, because I was, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was more of, you know, the behind the scene yeah. writer, you know, photographer. Interesting. Yeah, and I just, um, I really was, at that point, I wasn't really, I was no longer interested in television. Okay. Yes, so um, I did that. Um, and then I got, um, this, uh, three months, I got um, awarded, um, Reporter of the month. Oh wow! Yeah, for you some pieces I did. I got promoted, and then promoted, yeah, and yeah. promoted, and, and so um, then you stayed in that for. I stayed in that for yeah. I stayed in that for. I was there for five years. Okay. Yeah. And then was, overall, you were in media for. Totally five years. Okay. Yeah. And actually, then, less than five years. Okay. But um, I left there as um when I was managing editor of the oh, wow. digital platform. Cool. Yes. So then how how do you go from there to Seattle? Oh yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guys. They always do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> I met my fiance then. Okay. Who was he lives uh, who was here? He's from um he's not from Seattle, but okay. um, he's lived here for over. 25 years oh yeah. interesting yeah so um, so he was in abuja i was in abuja but he how he was here he was here we yeah. met online oh wow <laughs> i know that's a story for another day wow okay <laughs> yeah but um we met we met um on um catholic march okay yeah so um you know we got talking yeah and um i had to attend a conference in um in the in the UK okay. in London yeah. at that time, so I went to London for the conference and he was like, "You should fly down and we should meet." Oh, <laughs> so I, 
because I'm crazy like yeah. that, right? <laughs> wow, that is a story. So I came into Seattle and um, you know met his family, his friends. Oh and my everybody. goodness! Um, At this yeah. point, how long? I feel like we're coming into a dating show. Yeah, how long? Right. Had, how long had you been date? Da- you know, dating or talking by the time you first met him in person? Um, before I, before I met yeah. him, yeah, it was probably four or five months. Okay, yeah, so like four or five months. Okay. Yes, and um. But you know, I was really um my my job kept me really yeah. busy in Nigeria, so I really I barely had time to socialize. <laughs> Hence, the yeah, yeah, right? sense, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So I came here. I met. His, I was here for two weeks. Okay. And um, I don't know. You know, you you took your time to move down yeah, to Seattle. Yeah. I think I maybe I agreed to marry him. Because I came in September. Because that was nice. <laughs> I didn't get to see all the, you know, all yeah. the depressing Seattle rain and everything. Yeah. That is funny. But, um, but, yeah, so I was here for two weeks. And before I left, he proposed. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's a good love story. Let's do it. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, anyway, that's the backstory of how yeah, I you ended up in Seattle. Seattle. So, okay. I had to, um, you know... I left my um, job at the media. Yeah. And it's funny because when I told my boss that I was going to move and um, we had a good relationship, yeah. I had a good relationship with my boss. He was really, really strict. Yeah. But, you know, when I told him, he said, you're going to leave your job. Fine. I'm going to marry somebody you just met. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am sure. He said, anyway, you're crazy. That's okay. <laughs> So, um, That's was, a big leap of faith, it's, man. It's, it was, it was, and um, you know, I moved to um, Seattle. Um, so this was five years ago. Now? This was five years okay. ago, a little over five years ago. Yes. Yes, and, uh, so it worked out. It's yeah, it, it worked out, and I mean, it's it's been crazy. Trust me, it wasn't at all a smooth yeah. ride. Yeah, it I still is imagine. not a smooth ride, but. I'm thankful. Yeah. So how is so? What were your first impressions of? So you came back probably around what time of the year was this when you came back? Came back to Seattle. Yeah. Came back um the second time. Yeah. It was in August. Okay. Oh, yeah. so it's it still was a nice August. time. It was yeah. still nice. Yeah. yeah. But um, that was right before our wedding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the traditional oh, the, marriage yeah, in Nigeria. Nigeria. You know how we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he had to go to my village for sure oh, oh that's yeah. true yeah 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 <laughs> he had to go to my village and so he um he came with his family to nigeria oh nice yeah we did the whole you know the what whole... did they think of nigeria <laughs> <laughs> i feel like coming from seattle even like it's so calm like everything here is so calm and so and then even me like someone i'm from ghana and i go to i'm speaking specifically about lagos like it just seems like so, so much, much yeah. so much like it's an attack of the senses. <laughs> I will, I will, I will do you one. See, I am Nigerian, and Lagos is so much yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there twice, yeah. and you oh, know, I, each time I just went, did what I went to do, and, and then and just then, yeah. out because yeah, it's really crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah the, you see, it's um. So my brother-in-law and my and his wife came for the okay. um, traditional marriage. My my um father-in-law and my mother-in-law couldn't come then because my father-in-law was sick okay. at that time. Yeah. He's, he passed now. So they came to um Nigeria and they loved it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, but they didn't go to Lagos. Right. So they came to Abuja. I okay. lived in Abuja. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And, that's um, true. And the traditional marriage took place in Otupu, where my dad lives. Yeah. 
yeah. So they came down and, um, you know, they loved it because people, Nigerians are friendly. Yeah, that's true. It's a warm welcome. Yeah. You know, they don't have to know you. <laughs> they don't have to yeah. know you. Yeah. They say hello to everybody, you nice, know, nice. Every, especially yeah. if you're a foreigner. That you cannot take away. Yeah. The, whole, the spirit of hospitality. hospitality. Yeah, that's true. So, so they loved the attention <laughs> and they loved the food. Yeah. They, they stayed for less than a week. Okay. But it was a it fun was good, stay yeah. for them. Okay. Yeah, but it was hot. It was the one thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were all sweating yeah, buckets. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, they were probably ready to go by the time. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was crazy, stuff. like scorching hot. Good yes. stuff, yeah. So you're back in Seattle and living. So let's get to why did we start Niger? Like, what was, what was the impact? impetus to start mm. Niger Buka because when you came back you, you were not working right no I was not working. I had, had to, to go through a whole, yeah. a whole process almost a year of waiting for wow. yeah to get a work permit yeah. and all that and um, I did when I came in my mindset was to go back to practice okay. you know yeah. go back to what I knew best yeah <laughs> right and um, I applied for a few jobs when after I got my permit, yeah. but nothing was really panning out. I was getting a lot of, um, you know, jobs for uh, offers for managing blogs and that kind of. Okay. Yeah. Thing. But it wasn't um, challenging enough for yeah. me, and I just wanted. So I decided. I mean, when you put my um, passions in a row, yeah, you have writing. You have, I mean, writing communications. Yeah. And then you have fashion. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. And then you have food somewhere okay. hiding. Yeah. At that time. Because never in my wildest imagination yeah. did I think I would be doing right. this right now. So I started applying for jobs in the um, fashion industries, but um, finally I got fashion a job. industry to do to do what? So I wanted to to do media and to, fashion. No. Okay. No. I wanted to just sell clothes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because it was fun. Yeah. Because I loved shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I wanted to just take that job and yeah. hang on to it while I figure out, you know, while I wait for something better yeah. to come along in the media. So I got a job in Nordstrom. Yeah. Oh. In, um, in downtown Seattle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you did that for store. a while? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up to this job and I was really nervous. Trust me, I was really, really nervous about um get doing this job because for one, for the one month, uh, for the one year I had spent in Seattle, mm. I had to repeat myself a hundred times oh, to yeah. people. It's like, okay, say water. <laughs> and we Nigerians are like, I want water. water. <laughs> And then I say, you know, um, I hear people saying, I came out Seattle. And I, I will ask my husband, you know, pronounce this yeah. word and you say, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> it, it was a whole learning yeah. curve. You know, it, oh I mean, my it's goodness. Like, we come from British English. Right. Yeah. So it was like unlearning British English to, and, to you know, starting to. English, yeah. And I got a job in the dresses department oh. where I had to converse with people sell them clothes yeah. not strum is not um, right. like other stores yeah. where you walk in and just put people in a room and go away 
you have to give them the whole experience. Yeah. So on my first day on the job, I was nervous. Like I just, I didn't know. I didn't, I, I didn't know if I walked up to people if they could understand um, right. me or anything. But I also knew that I had to make money. Yeah, so that's so yeah. yeah. So I walked up to my first customer, and um, I said hello to her, and I tried to speak slowly. Yeah, so it's something I have learned that when coming from that part of the world, the best part, the best way to integrate, um, is just speak slowly. Yeah, and let people pick it out. So I said hello, and I offered to help her, and she said sure. Victory number one, <laughs> baby steps. Yeah. yeah, and I was lucky enough that I had um a really good, I had really good teammates. You know, I had Sarah, I had Bridget, I had all these people yeah. that were willing to you know show me the ropes. Okay, and this and is commission based, right? Commission based, yeah. so you have to sell. Yeah, <laughs> so I ended up selling her okay. an entire outfit that day. That's on your first day. On my first yeah. day on the job. Okay, of course with help from my teammates, yeah. of course. And then after that day. I kept on moving, and by the end of that month, I was highest selling employee. Oh, nice! And until I left that job, I was highest selling employee. Oh, wow! Yeah, and then I three months into the job, I bought the Pacesetters Award. Oh, what? Yeah, look at you! And then I moved on to I got um I became the I mean I got promoted to personal stylist. And you know, on and on. Ah, see, people, and people are listening. It was fun. I have a personal stylist. <laughs> it was fun, really. It was it was fun working at that yeah. at that job. I mean, it was commission based, but I pro- maybe I think it's fun because I thought uh, I was yeah. really good at you know yeah. at the job. Yeah. But again, the takeaway from this whole thing as relates to Niger Book yeah. is that the one thing that I learned from Nordstrom. Is the personal experience, mm. you know, the the service experience. Yeah. Before then, I had no idea that yes. you know you had to, you know, in quote, suck up to yeah. people, customers, people too. Yeah. you know, to attend to them in such, you know, in such a a whole a wholesome yeah. manner. And that is the one thing that oh, Nordstrom cool. taught me that, uh, you know, going into business, I have applied to Nigeria because. It's um it's really important. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things that, especially here, like I not even especially here, even back home, but I feel like I've said it so many times that people probably think like it's my, but it's true. I think that we don't do enough um on the experience piece, right? There are people that are trying to do better on even just the service component, but like thinking about the end to end experience is you not something talking about like african the yeah. businesses our, right our business I, I, I mean totally it could be food but it could also just across the board i totally agree um, with you and when i went my my first point you know when i wanted to start nigeria the first thing i decided was this is not going to be business as usual yeah it's not going to be the african style yeah. of doing business and i don't mean that in a disrespectful yeah, I way i mean I, to I, anybody yeah. listening to me I am African, I am Nigerian, proudly, and yeah. I say it everywhere. But seriously, when it comes to service experience, to customer service, yeah. just um, the general um, way of being, um, of treating people as they should be yeah. treated, we are not 100% yeah. there. We are barely there, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so not strong, and then I got pregnant. <laughs> 
we did my first daughter and um again it was um it was it was cool everything was fine until i at my the eighth uh, month i was working until and i was working like a whole, whole shift okay until i was when i was eight months oh, pregnant wow. yeah and you know you had uh, it was an eight hour shift on your feet Oh my god! You know, you took like a half time break. Yeah. You take um one hour break and come back and keep going, but because of at the point I was at my business because I had so many clients that were coming back and yeah. asking for me, I had to go a lot of times. I had to oh, go without that break. Interesting. Because I would be on my way to break and, and I would literally look them. up and yeah. it's like, thank God you are here. Oh, okay, I need social dress yeah. for social thing, and then I have to go back. Well, I need to check this. Out. I mean, this is going to be a slight tangent, but I will come back. So, not like when you can go into Nordstrom and have like a personal oh, yeah. stylist. Do you have to pay extra for no. the service? Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm just <laughs> you don't. interesting. Okay, yeah, it's, okay. It's true. And then I'm... you create, you sort of form a relationship with this person. Yeah, you oh, can. I mean, if you are good, yeah, I had, um, it was, and I, Nordstrom, if you're listening, you should pay us. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. So you could, um, I, I had, you you know, you, you're just on the floor standing and people come in to buy something and you it's you are obligated to walk up to them and ask how you can help. Yeah. And, you know, take whatever they are grabbing off the rack and put in a room yeah. for them. So it's not just them carrying, lugging right. their stuff around. Interesting. And you check on them in the room to and you're like, what, do you ask them, like, what are you going? here to shop yeah. for? And all yeah, that. you ask them and you help I them. I should do that because I actually don't like shopping at all. Take and advantage. So to, go, to go into a place like that would be good for me. <laughs> take advantage of this. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and you can <laughs> book an appointment online to get the stylist. See the things I learn. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, okay. It's sorry. I, yeah. This is a slight uh, distraction. Okay. So eight months pregnant in Nordstrom. Busy. That's busy, busy. Way, yeah. And then, um, so I had to stop working okay. because my, oh. at that point, at some point, you know, that's, I couldn't wear shoes anymore. Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole, my Just foot were like, yeah. was huge. Yeah. So, and I had to take some pressure. I had to just had to take time yeah. off. So. I left Nordstrom. I, f- I took my leave, my maternity leave, yeah. and um, you know went back home to prepare for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare for the baby, and that's how I never went back. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, why? Okay, so to start, um, it's really expensive to get childcare. Oh, that's why. Okay, yeah, that's the big, and, yeah. You know that is the thing I miss miss most. It's the thing I miss most about yeah. Nigeria, about Africa, because I am here out here by myself. Yeah, and my whole clan, my family, yeah. my a hundred and ten families yeah. members that's are back true. home. Yeah, you know. So, um, for instance, when my sister had her kids, my elder sister. Yeah. I would on during my um break um from school yeah. from the university I would go home go to her place yeah, and help okay, her with the yeah. kids right it was it's not even something you have to ask right it's something that is expected, expected right yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so um, oh you yeah see, you remember yeah. now yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's just it's it's second nature to right. us Africans to take care of people, to take care of babies in our families, yeah. right? But I don't have that kind right. of support here. Yeah. I was all by myself, you know, doing this for the first time <laughs> and freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and being sleepless and oh everything. It was, yeah, okay. it was crazy because... Okay. And at that point, my mom couldn't visit because she wasn't feeling well. Mm. So 
It Aww. was yeah, so it was basically me, my husband, yeah. and trying to navigate this whole thing. So when um it was time for me to go back to work, I knew I couldn't because to start with, I didn't want to work to pay your the child. Sitter. Yeah, it's exactly that's essentially that's what you would end exactly. up doing. Yeah. It it just didn't make sense to me. Plus I was going to miss her so much. <laughs> And it's, um, you see, my, the story of my life is a clear, um, it's just a clear example of a metaphor yeah. of how life is so unpredictable. Yeah. See, I always thought I would be a working mom. <laughs> I always thought yeah. I would be, you know, like the, um, you know, the dress, heels, yeah. <laughs> briefcase kind yeah. of person, right? And, um, but at that point, I just knew I didn't want to go back. It was, yeah, it was, I was certain I did yeah. not want to go back. And, um, I started thinking, I wanted to do, I thought, okay, maybe I could sell, you know, do my own brand of clothes, okay. do something. But again, it didn't really appeal to yeah. me because I am not a designer. Right. I suck at drawing or anything <laughs> yeah. of that stuff. I'm not good yeah. at drawing. So I didn't see how it was going right. to happen. So my next, passion was food we've gone down the line i know right <laughs> and it's funny because even at that point i still did not think that this would happen but when i was at nordstrom um once in a while because i moved here and the very first thing i noticed was that there was no nigerian restaurant mm. that was a yeah that um, would always be the first thing i was I, I, like seriously yeah I was used to living in Abuja because I worked so hard. Yeah. I was used to leaving work and going to, you know, just on my way home, stopping to pick something. up something yeah. to eat on the way home. And then just, just something, anything. There was nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> and even the African stores went in and I couldn't see the kind of ingredients. Every single yeah. thing here came from your place yeah. from Ghana. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy for me. And um, so I started cooking. I used to just make my meals and take to work. And then once in a while, but one of my friends, the catalyst to the whole um, Niger Boca story mm. is um, that I would go to work at Nordstrom and um, people ask, you know, the question they ask you when you're black, like, where are you originally from? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny question because it's like, oh, I'm trying not to offend you. I don't want yeah. to be upset. I know you could be from here, but where are you originally from? And I would laugh and go, I'm Nigerian. And they say, oh, wow, your English is amazing. Oh, yeah, that is, yeah. And I said, yeah, we speak English in Nigeria. <laughs> They say, okay, how or they would say, how long have you been here? And I'll say, um, oh, I've been here for just a year. Yeah. Wow, your English is amazing. And sometimes if I want to be funny, I'll go, I worked really hard. (laughs) 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 But the truth is, and then because um, you know, um people have the need to be polite. Yeah. Which is not bad. That is the one thing I love Seattle about. You know, they have they want they 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 have Every, they want you to feel welcome, yeah. right? But they go on to say, Oh, wow, I've been to Africa. <laughs> you know, or they'll say, Oh, last week we went to an Ethiopian yeah. restaurant. Or they'll say, 
Oh, I think I've had had Nigerian. I've had Nigerian food. You know, is that a thing with the naan? The, yeah. That you put something on okay, it. Ethiopian food, yeah. If I could get a penny for every time I had this conversation, <laughs> you know. But and then I would calmly explain to them that no, it's not. Yeah. Nigerian food is totally different. Yeah. You know, it's not even close. Yeah. Our food is like it's like night and day. And I'll explain to them, you know, ingredients. Mm. And a lot of times I found myself taking, I mean, while fitting them up, like in the fitting room, I would find myself talking about food, Nigerian culture, and, you know, basically the kind of um, ingredients that we use to cook and how we eat spicy food. And then they get all excited. Oh, really? I'd love to try that, you know? But it still didn't click then that you should do something about it, right? I have to tell you this funny story. Yeah. <laughs> I used to make my lunch and take to work, yeah. right, at um, Nordstrom. And we had, like, um, a um, an employee um, um, storage. It's a kitchen. Okay. Not like a kitchen, yeah. kitchen, but refrigeration and everything. Yeah. So um, sometimes um, I would just bring my food and put it in the fridge there and because it's next to the lunchroom and then go eat. But on this certain day, I was so busy that I didn't have time to eat. Mm-hmm. I actually closed that day. I wasn't supposed to close, but because I was so busy, I forgot I had to eat. Okay. So I went home, and the next day I told myself, oh, I think you have lunch from yesterday in the fridge. So when it was lunchtime, I was so hungry. I went to the room, and I looked, I looked, and I couldn't find it. And I kept wondering, where is my lunch? To give you perspective, you know we use a lot of we like to tie yeah. stuff in, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, nylon, yeah. In, like we like to tie oh. stuff in. Um, yeah, so I had packed it in a Tupperware and I tied it up yeah. and put it in the fridge. So I turned around, and and oh, I I had um, I turned around because I wanted to look at the other yeah. fridge, and right there on the sink was my Tupperware open with two grains of rice. <laughs> You know, oh my like god, really, really cleaned out. It was, <laughs> I remember clearly, I made jollof rice yeah. and goat meat. <laughs> oh my god, oh my goodness. yeah, it was all cleaned out. And I said, What? Oh wow, <laughs> so someone <laughs> I don't know if they had been watching my watching me eat my delicious jollof rice <laughs> and goat meat or anything, I don't know what happened, but you know. Somebody ate my food. <laughs> and it's not like they tried it and went, yeah. oh, I don't care for this. You know, they finished it, they the finished it, left it and just <laughs> left it there for me. And oh, wow. I was supposed to be really angry. But in my head, I was like, hmm, I'm a great cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different reaction than I, know. I, I feel I like was I was upset, upset. But, you yeah. know, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's not like you're going to go order you know, get the cameras yeah. and start watching to see who eats your food or anything. But it's just funny so that... So you never found out who I never. Oh, wow. You know, I reminded me of that episode in Friends, you know, where Ross, I don't know if you've seen Friends, but yeah, yeah, seen where she, he said, you know, you ate my sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, you know, but it was it was fun. So I, I when I came, I, I stayed home, I, and then one of my... um. My other friends, um, Chini, she had her baby um, dedication while I was pregnant. Okay. And she was going to make this whole, she was inviting people back to her house. And I told her, I can cook for you. Yes, I was six months pregnant. Oh, wow. Like, okay. really? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'll make it for you. 
And, and how, many, how, everything. Many people, how many people was she? I think she had a total of about maybe 40 guests, oh, wow. 40 to 50 people. I came always by get nervous, house. like, I'm always impressed <laughs> when people cook for groups. That, like, I know, like, I feel like I can't cook for more than six or eight people. I you just think it's one, you have to be a real multitasker, yeah, to be able to do something like that. And she had, you know, she tested my patience because she, she had a, an electric stove, like a gas, yeah. you know, an electric um, four burner. Mm. And I had to, I was on my feet and I made this yeah, whole food. They went to church and by the time they were, came back, everything was ready. Okay. What did you make? Do you remember? I, I made um, jollof rice. I made um, FO, the vegetable stew. Oh, okay. I made um, pepper chicken, you know, like um, chicken. Yeah. They, like they the had chicken with rub. Okay. I made plantains. I made moi moi. Okay. <laughs> so it was so these those are the things like I was as as your listeners thinking of ingredients, right? Those are easier ingredients to find, right? They are not really yeah, they are they are I mean you they, know I think about moi moi you guys use um, Yeah, we beans, use things right? that is easy to yeah. find here, you know. But again, they have black eyed peas here. Yeah. Which is very hard, difficult to clean. And it tastes a bit different from the brown sorry, the black eyed peas that is brown beans that oh, we use. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I personally use um the brown beans for moi moi yeah, because okay. um it, it tastes um better, better and it's, yeah. um, it has a better consistency to me. But um they have black eyed peas here and um they have um all the ingredients really for moi moi because yeah. they also have um you can find corned beef here if you yeah. want. There are eggs if you want yeah. to put eggs in your moi moi. There are um red bell peppers which is yeah. like an onions which is the queen when you're doing <laughs> making moi moi. Those have to be in there. Yeah. And some African stores sell palm oil if you want palm oil. Right. Yeah. You know, so yes, they do have okay. um, the ingredients here. And um, in Nigeria, we use like seasoning cubes. You can get those at the African store here. Okay. But I mean, bullion works well yeah. too. Yeah, and you don't you have to crush it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so um, you can find ingredients here. But for special foods like um, Efo, yeah, you know, Efo Wiro has the um, low-cost bean. Yeah. Yeah, so um, when I came here initially, when I started Niger Buka, I would go to the um, African store and get um, um, the um, low-cost bean. But um, it doesn't taste the same. It's probably because it travels yeah. months and months to get here. Yeah. And then it stays for a long time at the store. store. Yeah. So it takes on the flavor of all <laughs> oh, the other that. ingredients <laughs> in the store. <laughs> so I mainly have to, I have to, I have... I import my ingredients. Okay. All my special ingredients okay. I import from Nigeria, okay. which is a whole different challenge yeah. on its own. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. But that was the story leading okay. up to my list. So you, you cooked at, at the... Yes. Um, and everybody loved and it. Everybody loved it. But I wasn't even there to get the company <laughs> because at that time I was ready to go and lie down. Oh. I was really tired. Yes. But um, after that... um. I, my, I used to, I, and then I would experiment with foods at yeah. home to see what um, ingredients from here would work best for Nigerian recipes. Okay. And so one day, my 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 husband was like, maybe you should open a Nigerian restaurant. And in my head, <laughs> and I said, maybe, but in my head, I was like, man, it's crazy. <laughs> so it was just after... A after couple Nord of years. Trump. Oh, after Nordstrom. Yeah. Okay, got it. I started Niger Buka a, f- a few months um, about when my after Nordstrom about um, 
maybe eight months okay. after I left okay. Nordstrom. Yes, was when I started. And then he so he said open a restaurant, and you and were like he was crazy. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> At this point, had you done any pop ups or anything? Nothing. You just oh wow. Yeah, I was just um cooking. I would um another of my friend who is by the way really instrumental to this whole process. Yeah. Nena, Nena was. Yeah, she's awesome. She moved from Seattle now. She's living in California. Yeah. But she was the very first person that paid me to cook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, jokingly, because when my husband said that, I started thinking about it and I said, hmm, maybe she, there's something yeah. to what he just said. But I knew that the restaurants are crazy. I started researching, yeah. looking into it. And the regulations here yeah. had me crawling <laughs> under the yeah. bed and not wanting to come out yeah. for this, you know. So I knew there was no way I could do a restaurant. But I wanted to test the waters to yeah. see, you know, what if there was a truth to this whole thing. So I created a Facebook page. And I can't remember. The first name I used was Nigerian Foods Seattle. Okay. Also, I created a Facebook page. And... um. I waited and I got likes, right? <laughs> and then Nena sent me a message and she said, can you make Afang soup? And in my head, I said, hmm, yes, I can. But oh, so you didn't know her then? She had sent a message to your Facebook? Yeah, oh, she saw awesome. me on Facebook, okay. on my Facebook page. I think it was two days after I created the Niger, Niger, yeah. food, Niger food or something. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook. And she sent me a message and she said, I've been wanting to eat a fang soup. Can you make me a fang soup? And I thought in my head, I had not made a fang, a fang soup since I came. Yeah. Because the, you know, in Nigeria, you buy the fresh okazi yeah. leaves. Here, you have to use the dried ones yeah. at the African store. And I, ha- I didn't know the dynamics. I didn't know what to do. But here is the thing. When I lived with my sister, which was the upside, is the upside to the whole living with your sister thing, she is an awesome cook. On um, the very first month of um, every, uh, first week of, first Saturday of every month, which is when, you know, they get paid in Nigeria, she would drag me through the markets buying ingredients, you know, We'll go to um, Guagua Market, which was, I'll go to Dutse, all these places. And I'll ask her, I said, why don't you just buy this stuff in one market? She said, no, um, crayfish is cheap in these markets. They have a better quality. Um, Okazi is a better quality with this customer that I have mm-hmm. at this other market. And in my head, I'm like, man, African women have problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Then you come back from the market and we had to cook like, four different soups on the same day it was crazy <laughs> but the upside i learned right mm-hmm. so when nena said can you make me this soup i said yes and i went to the african store and i got ingredients and um i made it for her like um i was i soaked the okazi i didn't i i didn't even know the resources you could get from google then mm-hmm. but in my head i was thinking well you know i've seen dry abacha before to use dry abacha, you have to soak it. Mm. So, of course, I mean, just soak the okazi and see how it works. So, I soaked it and it came out fine, right? And then, but the other step was to make okazi soup, you have to pound. Okay. You have yeah, to really yeah. pound, you know, the leaves to make it. You look, you can't use the whole strip yeah. in my head. What is going on, you know? And then I thought to myself, 
Da, blend. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and luckily, you know, see, my, 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 my husband is crazy about kitchen, <laughs> you know, gadgets. And so he had a Vitamix, right? Okay. Oh, wow. Which is like yeah, the, queen, the of... queen of... I told my husband, <laughs> I want a Vitamix. You need he one. looks at the price tag and he's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, okay. you have a blend. <laughs> Next time when you talk to him, tell him I've had my Vitamix for more than five I years. I told him it's an investment. He had it yeah. before I moved here. And can you imagine the amount of cooking yeah. into? I mean, I have I cook out of a commercial kitchen, but I also cook a lot at home because I'm a foodie, right? Yeah. I do the do a lot of experimenting yeah. at home, so I did. I blended, but here's the which is here's the mistake now. When I made it, because I Ukazi needs like tiny or no water. Oh, they, they didn't have water leaves here, which is what usually moist, moisturizes yeah. the whole yeah. soup and everything. So I had to use spinach. So if you're listening out yeah. there, spinach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then but when I blended the okazi and added the soup, I had okazi soup <laughs> swimming in water. Oh. So I had to start, start all over, over again, yeah. And experiment. But long story short, I turned up with her soup on that Saturday yeah. for her. And I was like, fingers crossed, fingers <laughs> crossed, fingers crossed. And the next thing I saw was her posting on Facebook. Oh, you didn't even ask her. She no, just, oh, she was, there. she was, yeah, seriously. And, um, so from there I got, you know, like one other one, yeah. another one and, um, then I started thinking and then, um, and then I said, you're doing great, but the name you have on Facebook, on your Facebook page, it doesn't work. You need to look, think of a better name yeah. for it. And I started thinking and thinking and thinking. And in my experience, you know, growing up, in, in from my grandma's um, kitchen, the stuff that I'm doing right now is not things that um, I taught. I, I I mean, I learned on my own. It's watching her cook. My grandmother is like the queen of the kitchen. Yeah. You know, she has this. She lives. She had this um, um, kitchen with a thatched roof, yeah. and she used to cook with firewoods. And she would just sit in front of the firewood and grab her ingredients and, you know, yeah. just mix, 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 mix. Regardless of how poor we were at that time, you know, or how much ingredients we could afford, she would make you a pot of something that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched her do that stuff a lot. And she would tell you, I was named after her. So she would say, oh, boom, which means um, my namesake. She would say, um, oh, boom, obey. She'll tell you this is this. Um, I'm 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 putting this in this one. She'll explain the ingredients yeah. to you. She'll tell you what it does in the food, and um, probably because she was a talker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a talker. Yeah. She likes to talk to me about that whole yeah. stuff, and I would just sit. I used to sit at the door doorstep and just watch her do the stuff, mm-hmm. but. I wasn't, at that point, I thought I was just watching and having fun, you know, spending time with my grandma. But looking back now, I was actually learning because a lot of the stuff I do right now is from from what I learned from her. So I wanted the name to reflect Nigeria. But I didn't want it to reflect just Nigeria to the world, like, you know. And Niger is slang for Nigeria. Yeah. It's like, you know, ghetto Nigeria, whatever. <laughs> so I wanted the ghetto food. Like, yeah. this is the best part of Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, there's so many refined recipes right, right. now. But the authentic thing. Yeah. So I said, okay, Niger. And, you know, Buka means the roadside restaurants yeah, that we have in Nigeria. We call them chop, 
chopas in January. <laughs> and when I was working at um, leadership newspapers, we had this big booker behind um, in Otako, behind my office. And we'll just hang out there during lunchtime because yeah. they had the best amala, okay. megiri, yeah. and even her rice and beans and stew yeah. and, and her meat so tender. It was so good. <laughs> so we'll always hang out there. So I talked to myself, that's the kind of food I want yeah. to make. I don't want to make something that just tells somebody I'm a Nigerian food um, um, chef. I want to make food that when somebody tries it, they go, oh, and this yeah. is what I had a thousand yeah. years ago. This is how food used to yeah. be when I was back home. So that is why I went Ooh. for Niger. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because people now address this. They see me and go, hi, Niger. <laughs> <laughs> they think that's your name. That's my name oh, because so they send an email and they go, Hello, Niger, we have this event. And I just smile. And then I sign the email with Lillian. <laughs> and they come back again and say, Hi, Niger. <laughs> You're listening to Item 13, an African food podcast. We'll be right back. It sounds like you do. Um... I don't want to. I don't know if you would call it personal catering or share. Like, so you cook and and send to people for people. Yes. And then, what are the other components of Niger book? Like, what are the other things you've added to the biz the business since? So, um, the business started out as um a uh, as catering. Yeah. But um, I did the farmers market to start. Okay. Yes. So in the farmers market, you were cooking. I was cooking pans. You had pans. Yeah, I had pans. I had like I had a five steam, a five well steam table that I would have the food made in a commercial kitchen, and then I I did um the South Lake Union farmers market actually was my first. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was um in two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, the summer of two thousand and sixteen was when I did the South Lake Union farmers market. Maybe okay, I'm mixing stuff up. <laughs> but my first day of the market, I announced it on Facebook. You know, I created an yeah. event. And within seconds, I had people just tagging other people in it yeah. and saying Nigerian food in Seattle, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I did that market. I also did the Lake City Farmers okay. Market. Um, so I've done the Farmers Market. I did renting Farmers Market okay. last um, summer. And then um, I do a lot of corporate catering. Okay. Yeah, I cater, you know, I cater to you know, Microsoft. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. That's I, interesting. And, you do you um, cater for Nigerians at Microsoft or are you catering for Microsoft? I have, I have for both. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I've had, um, I've had, I've catered for when they had um, like a Nigerian event or an African event generally, or um, we actually, and then um, yeah, we also, they had a, um, a, an African event the last, uh, I think last year, and um, I did Nigerian jollof and both, <laughs> <laughs> Tina, Gold Coast Gold girl, girl yeah. she did Ghana, <laughs> she did a Ghana jollof, and um, I had told um, Peter, the guy that organized, I said, you need to tell us who won, you, know, you guys have to vote on this. But um, later on, he came back and said it was a draw. I don't think so. I think Nigerian <laughs> one, but whatever. I don't know. I was like, I was at Tina's event this past weekend. She, oh, you yeah. Tina is awesome. She's good. I was supposed good. to come, but that was a yeah. I got the ticket and everything. Oh, yeah. No, it was good. Well, it was a good number of people. Yes, yes, stuff. yeah. Okay, interesting. It's, yeah, so I did. Um, I, I, I did. I do that, and I also I've done it for um the Bill Gates Foundation. Okay. Yeah. I, Are you um, the only Nigerian 
No, 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 no. I don't want to say that because um, I've heard um, people talk about other Nigerian caterers. Okay. I haven't met anybody okay. else. And um, I don't know of any other online presence. Okay. You know, I mean, that's the easiest way to online, know yeah. if, you know, so I don't know. I have also uh, met um, somebody that um, said she does Nigerian food, but she... She was non-committal about it, okay. you know, so I don't know if yeah. she, yeah, so I, okay. for now, I think, um, yeah, yeah, the leading, yeah, the leading, we'll call you the leading. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say leading, I, but, I am, I but am again, you. I have special, you know, the other day I catered, I made two pans of jollof rice for um, the Boeing and um, Microsoft picnic. Yeah. And then three days oh, later ago, yeah. I got a call from somebody at Amazon saying, yeah, they we had this there. jollof at Soso Place and I really need it for my event. So I may actually be yeah. the official jollof you, I, We are yeah. calling you the official. <laughs> Official Nigerian yeah. Jalaki. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so you're obviously now doing a wide range and variety I, of, of things. So, and some for the Nigerian community, some not. So how are people or how are you using your food to educate people about Culture. Like the culture, you know, even Nigerian food. Because if you're serving at Microsoft for non-Nigerians. Yes. Like, what is their experience? Are you, I don't know if you're there when you cater, but what is their experience with your food and how are you sort of using that to honestly, tell the um, Nigerian story? Yeah, you know? honestly, um, when I started this journey, first of all, I thought it was going to be, you know, a whole, just a Nigerian thing. You know, I thought people, it was just going to be me catering to the Nigerian community. Yeah. But the one thing I have learned over time is that um, my hugest, my biggest, um, customer fan base yeah. are actually Caucasians. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So um I the other day I I case I had when I did the last um one I did for Microsoft was um there was no Nigerian there really. It was just um Caucasians. Interesting. And um I, I think a lot of it is from word of mouth. Yeah. Because every time I do an event I come along with my cards and stuff yeah. and then people pass those cards on and um, the reaction I have gotten from non-Nigerians, basically, I have to say it's been 99% positive yeah. because um, a lot of times you need to, what you need to do is get people to try the food. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the hardest That's step, the yeah. hardest thing. I mean, when I did the farmer's market, I had people that would come up and look and go, what kind of food is that? And I'll say, Nigerian food. they say, okay, thank you. Yeah. And they'll walk away. But I'll call them back. And I'll explain to them. Because yeah. it's, uh, it's one thing to say Nigerian food. And it's something else to tell them that, oh, it's Nigerian food, but it's actually ingredients that you are familiar yeah. with. It's just done in yeah. a more flavorful yeah. way. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So introducing my food to non-Nigerians, they... I use um three keywords. It's savory. Yeah. You know, it's flavorful. Yeah. It can be really spicy. Yeah. So that was my next question for you yes. actually about do you tone down the the spice? And when we talk spice in the African yeah, context, we mean heat. Yes. So do do you tone down the spice yes. level for a lot of times I have to. <laughs> okay. I have to. Because um a lot of times I have to because I ask them specifically. Yeah. When you go to 
make place an order on my website. If you're going through my website, yeah. I have four levels of heat. There's mild, <laughs> there's medium spicy, there's spicy, and there's Niger spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because even <laughs> my husband and I talk about this a lot. Even when you go to like other ethnic restaurants, whether it's Chinese or whatever, Indian, and you ask, yeah, and you even ask for the like highest level of spice. There's at that highest level of spice, they're still catering for the non, um, the non tribe, yeah, the foreigners, the foreigners, yeah. I hear you, yeah. So a lot of times, especially when I'm catering, if I'm especially in corporate catering, um, unless I ask specifically, usually my question is. Do you want any of these dishes spicy? Yeah. I don't like to ask, do you want it mild? Because yeah. when I do corporate catering, especially if it's not Nigerians, it's mostly mild. Yeah. They want mild. Yeah. And if they say, yeah, you can make the beef stew spicy, okay. but the chicken stew yeah. mild, so people have options, right. then I do that. Okay. And then I ask you, what level of spice? Right. <laughs> is it like Caucasian spicy or Nigerian yeah. spicy? Yeah. Because it's very, it's, very different. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we eat and we <gasps> drink water and we and eat. And we don't worry about like we, we're sweating. Like my husband, it's like you're sweating and all of that. Exactly. But it's part of the experience yes. of our food, right? And even the when I cater to Nigerians or Africans with an African event, a lot of times I have... Um, had them say, you know, make it mild because some people, you yeah. know, people that are born here, that grow up here, that even if they are Nigerians yeah. and Africans, they are not used yeah. to that level of heat. So sometimes I give them like a sauce on the side yeah. to put over. I mean, if you want it spicy, <laughs> right. make it spicy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, and then you talked about, I mean, even when you talked about, you know, the having your kids and all that, about being alone like quite a bit, yeah? And especially since we're calling you the lead, the leading <laughs> Nigerian. Like how this is tough. Like and we were talking earlier, like off off air about you know other people's stories, like Tukumbo, um, in London. But just how tough a journey this can be, especially when you're not at home, right? Mm-hmm. So how how have you managed? Like, what are some of the challenges you've had, and how how have you managed to keep yourself like sane? <laughs> Because it's not easy, right? It's not easy even oh if you had a great, great support system. Like it's you know, so if you, it's it's tough. So yeah. in in a in a space where you are the one doing the educating and all of that stuff, and yeah. then just the logistics of running a, a business too. It is crazy. My life is crazy. <laughs> you know, I cannot remember the last time I went to sleep before three a.m. Oh my goodness! And wow. counting weekends too. <laughs> Wow. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a double-edged sword. That could be a good thing, meaning business is good. Well, not, not necessarily. I am branching into a whole different area now. So it's either I'm in the kitchen, you know, cooking at night or like in the um, commercial kitchen okay. because I have to, you know, that is the first struggle, yeah. you know, in Seattle. I mean, not just in Seattle, in the U.S. Like just the laws, yeah. yeah, in Nigeria, you have, I mean, you can, it's really flexible. You could just rent a place and cook out of it if you want or cook out of your home. Yeah, yeah but here, the health regulations <laughs> are really, really, really strict. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not a bad thing Yeah. because food poisoning is horrible. Yeah. You don't want that for anybody. You don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. But at the same time, for small businesses, it just grounds you. Yeah. You can't do anything. You can't do much. 
you know, I've been um, joining hands with the uh, Food Innovation Network and um, Ventures to talk about the um, home cooking. Home cooking. We're doing the home cooking series yeah. because. I mean, somebody wants to venture into catering. You're not sure yet if you want to do yeah. it, right? There's no need to go invest in a kitchen if yeah. you're not sure that this is the way you're going at yeah. the moment. You just want to test the waters mm -hmm. and do it. I'm at that point now where the home cooking series might not work for me because of where my business yeah. is right now. But I'm hoping that it will help somebody coming okay. up you yeah. know, behind that wants to venture into something like this. Right. So when you say that. home cooking series, are you guys trying to, it's, I don't know, lobby the government? Yes, to... we are oh, trying to um, put a legislation in place oh, wow. where okay. people can get their home kitchen inspected. Oh, yeah, it will okay. be legal for people to cook small meals oh, from their kitchen and yeah. sell to other people. Yeah. Yeah. So right now there's a cottage law where you can make cookies at home as long as it's not something that is um um acidic. I mean, if it's not an acidic, anyway, there is a the, home yeah. cottage law right now. But we're wanting to take it further with this legislation, yeah, especially when you think about um the growing um so growing immigrant population, immigrant population. and immigrants especially who well you know whether it's Indian or Syrian or you know whatever exactly. that's that's the starting point of exactly of growing and in. how awesome their food is yeah. and how you want the world to try right. their food yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's really crazy my life is crazy because I mean I have two kids I yeah. have a four year old and I have a two year old <laughs> and they're absolutely scary. <laughs> Their, their energy yeah. is like I feel. I feel as if when I two year old, when I when you when you struggle, you're holding him and he struggles with you. You feel like you're holding a ten year old yeah. who is trying to <laughs> get up. Anyway, but um, it's crazy, which is why I can't do too much. You know, okay. I haven't taken um, you know, like wedding caterings, that kind right. of formal big yeah. events where um, because anything could happen. Right. If I'm catering your wedding, if I take if I take your money and yeah. I want to cater your wedding, and my child falls sick, yeah, and people get extremely emotional exactly. about it. <laughs> so then I have to. I my mind is on the child who is not yeah. feeling well. My mind is I'm kind of divided, and I bet you I will always choose my child. Yeah. it's just yeah how it is. Yeah. So at this point, it's also the reason I can't do too much because yeah. I don't have a tribe here. Yeah. I mean, we're black people. We right. need, I mean, I'm Nigerians, Africans. Right. We need our tribe. Right. If I were in Nigeria, I could leave my kids with my sister for three days. Yeah. At you know, just leave them there yeah. and go <laughs> because it's family. Yeah. yeah. But here it's just um, me and my husband has a full-time job, just so you know. Yeah. So I can only do stuff when I can. Yeah. I have a website where... I people go to place their orders and I always on my website is written there you know you have to prepare for a three days to I mean a four from it could be any days from three days to a one That's week for me to get your food yeah. to you because I don't want I like to be transparent right. it's the thing I told you I learned yeah. about yeah, the yeah, process yeah. of doing things I don't want to and when people put in their order I tell them the furthest date is going to be I tell them I said I may be able to get it to you on Tuesday but it's probably gonna be Friday. Yeah. Usually I get it to them on Tuesday, sometimes <laughs> on Monday. Yeah. But, but you want to manage expectations. expectations. Yeah. You don't want to disappoint people. Right. 
because people love their Nigerian food. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the struggle. And you know, um, it's, um, it's like, you don't have a social life really. Basically, I don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, because it's, uh, it's all about the business. Yeah, between and the business. Because and I'm by myself. I'm a one man squad. Yeah. So when I do, when I used to do the farmer's market, I have this five, um, five well steam table. And if I, you know, go to the farmer's market and I used to drive my cargo van. Yeah. <laughs> load the uh, the mm. van and then I have to offload like just yeah. bring everything out and set up and this is all just you just me I used to have to grab that table by myself yeah. you know still it was awkward I cannot count the number of times I've had like injuries yeah. from dragging that table around but it's it's brutal to be yeah. serious and um, you know it's um basically a whole lot of challenges not to talk about um, you know and People and especially the shipping stuff from Nigeria. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that too. It's horrid. I mean, because I don't know, Ghana is easy for some reason. Really? I think it's the trade relations because oh. also because of the whole you know Nigerian reputation <laughs> for scam. Yeah, I mean you can't blame these people, but um, at the same time, Nigeria is so much more than right. yeah. what the way it's portrayed, right? So it's um it's shipping from Nigeria a lot of times. The shipping doubles the amount I spend on buying the ingredients. Oh. You know, twice last um, one time last year I spent about um four hundred and fifty dollars trying to get ingredients here, and then it got stuck somewhere in um where was that? Was this in um the Washington DC airport yeah, or something? Oh, as I'm talking to you, it never arrived. Just so you know, yeah. It never arrived. Oh my god! This year, the same thing happened. I tried to use a different um courier, yeah. and I paid, and altogether it was about um everything. If I, I mean, if I have to calculate, including the yeah. ingredients I bought and everything, it was about um six hundred and fifty dollars. And as I talked to you, it never arrived. Oh my god! Yes. So it's the challenges, you know, and you try wow. to make food. For me, Nigeria is not just about cooking like yeah. cooking nigerian food anybody can cook right i go for the experience i yeah. want you while you're eating to think oh wow yeah i can't remember the last time i ate this kind of food so my iru you know the um dried um ugu that i used yeah. for the egusi, the ugu, egusi itself i have to import my mm. studio spice yeah i have to I have to import its spices for the ingredients as the ingredients yeah. to make the spice because for me it's the experience right. I have had Nigerian food and I know what it tastes yeah. like. So I go to the African store and I buy igusi and I bring it home and I sniff and it's moldy. Yeah. I don't want to serve people mm. that. I want fresh ingredients. So if I want to get ingredients here within a week, I pay through my nose. Yeah. And if wow. sometimes it get arrives, sometimes it doesn't. And then Jeez. people come up to you and they go, why is your food so expensive? Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, and it's I mean I say people, you know, it's a lot of times it's um it, I mean it's Nigerians yeah. that go, and I that, yeah, I yeah that go, you know, your food is yeah, oh wow, really? Just just it's just jollof. It's yeah. just and you say it's just yeah. Nigerian food. And jokingly I tell them, I say, see, that kind of attitude won't get it's you anywhere. Yeah. There's nothing like it's just, just Nigerian yeah. food. You can say it's just burger. It's just fries. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it's just yeah. Nigerian foods because 
the labor involved yeah. in making Nigerian yeah. food is crazy. Yeah. The time you put into it, yeah. when you're not even mentioning the money you spend yeah. on ingredients, you know, and even preserving it yeah. to get it to you is a whole thing on its own. So for me, those are basic. Jeez. I mean, they are not like crazy challenges right. that stops me from doing what I'm doing. But there are also things that, um, I mean, I wish were different. Right. Yeah, not to talk about the disappointments you have when you have plans of things you want to do with your business right. and they fall through, you know. Oh. That's, uh, wow. It's, um, um, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the Food Innovation Network mm-hmm. and how that fits into um, how you try to solve some of the challenges that you have. Let's explain to people what the Food Innovation Network is in in Seattle. It's local to Seattle. So the Food Innovation Network, um, I call it FIN for short, (laughs) which has been my family, away from my family, basically. It's um, a non-profit organization that um, caters to immigrant women. Okay. You know, immigrant women wanting to venture into the food business. Like I said, the terrain for the food business here is very, very complicated. Yeah. It's very difficult to navigate. So what the Food Innovation Network does is provide you with, um, you know, the resources, um, just um, the resources takes you through the steps of um, building up your business, yeah. of actually starting your business, how to build it up. They also offer um, business coaching for people who need it yeah. and such. And um, yeah, I met the... Um, I, I joined the Food Innovation Network um, about two years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I had been doing my business um, and then I stopped after the farmer's market. After we did the farmer's market, we were going to go do a food truck. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was my plan to do a food truck. And then we paid to have it built, to have it built. And the company went bankrupt. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't mean to. I just no. It's okay to laugh because now I can laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> but it's but all the things. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like it was like oh really? I mean twenty five k film. You know, like so it's like okay, back to square one. What do we do? We can you know it's, we haven't. It's not it's not like we're getting that money back or anything. I'm not saying this to make to put in and to make you feel sad or anything, but I'm saying it because um sometimes these things happen and um you have to find a way to keep pushing yeah. if it's really what right. you want to do. So that happened, and honestly, I said no more. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do this. I'm just gonna get a job. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's and go yeah. back to working yeah. and you know, yeah. assurance that I right. get paid. But um, then I, I was pregnant at that point, and I had my second, um, my son. And when he was one month old, one month old, at that point, I hadn't done the business for months, for almost for like eight months yeah. or so. And I was, I said, thinking again, I said, but this is not a bad business. I'm actually, because people kept calling me yeah. for food. And I said, if I'm not doing this, people don't get food here. Yeah. These people that are calling me yeah. do not get food. It's funny because when I was thinking at that point, it wasn't about the money I was making. I wasn't making anything from the business yeah. at that point. So I started researching and I knew I couldn't afford the regular kitchen, right? Because when I was doing the farmer's market, Here's the deal. Per month, I was paying $850 for a month to work out of a commercial kitchen. No. Yeah. So you calculate, there are four markets in a month, right? And I was paying $850. And it was 
a cap on, I think, 25 hours or so. You couldn't do more than 28 hours a week or so. Oh, my God. Yes. So that is how expensive it is. If you're going to rent per hour in Seattle, it's $30, $20, depending on what you're yeah. doing, you know, per hour. So it was that crazy. And I knew there was no way I could do that, right. especially because I had a one month old and I wasn't sure if this was something I even wanted yeah. to go back to yet. So I met, I found the um, Food Innovation Network. I met, I found them online and I sent them a message to see if I could use their kitchen because they partner with Project Feast in Kent okay. to kind of um, give you subsidized rates oh, okay. on kitchen for you to use because they are non-profit. Yeah. So I reached out to them and that is where my fin journey started. So um, I haven't been able to do any of the business coaching because of, you know, splitting time between business and kids. Yeah. But they have been amazing at getting mm. my business, you know, the visibility. Yeah. So before Finn, I used to cater to, you know, Nigerians, yeah. basically Africans. Yeah. But with Finn, because they get the you, yeah, they get you visibility. It's opened a whole new market yeah. of, uh, you know, Caucasians who are looking for ethnic foods. Yeah. Because Finn has a platform where they take requests for us, for people doing ethnic yeah. food, you know. Yeah, so um, they are doing such a great job. Yeah. And um, I am so excited for the next chapter because we're moving on now to do the um, Topila Food Hall. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, right. which is going to be like a mall. Yeah. It's a mall. We're just a food mall. Interesting. <laughs> so we're going to have... Niger Buka is going to have a kiosk Feminine there. Space. Okay, good. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I plan to have a kiosk. So they have kiosks with um, ethnic food. So you'd have and a place to go to every day. Where every day, if you were looking... I mean, if you're craving... Ethnic food, you know, baklava, all, yeah. all the um, all um, chapati, yeah. Kenyan food. <laughs> I'm sure we, we think we're getting a Ghanaian person. So you will have a place yeah. to go to, oh, and nice. um, and um, so the project is slated to um, be completed next year. Okay, and we're doing a whole um, fund raising Living, thing right yeah. now, which is why I have a pop up <laughs> at um, Bone Buna yeah. um, next um, week, where okay. you can. Um, come and buy food just to support the Food Innovation Network yeah. and all the proceeds go to them. Okay. I mean, I'm just donating my right. time and um, efforts and all that. So, yeah, so that's what the Food oh, Innovation Network Oh, interesting. Yeah, we should and, talk um, about it offline because yeah. I'd like to be involved because of some other stuff I'm working on around food. <laughs> food innovation. Um, <laughs> so, no, that's great. That's really, really awesome. Mm. Um, also wanted to talk about your other products. that you have. So, you have, like... Yeah. Yeah. So um lately um actually it's been for years. Um I started working on um some sauces because the the, the number one idea I got about this was that it was because I couldn't um do a quick turnaround for people when they wanted food. Okay. You know, like um my Nigerian people are very funny. Yeah. They call you and they're like, "Ah, I want food." And I say, "Okay." <laughs> When do you want it? Ah, now, now. Can I come and pick it now? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not a restaurant. Yeah, so um, I, I'm not able to do that quick turnaround because, number one, you need time to rent yeah. the kitchen I'm going to work out of. And then, I mean, I also have the um, kids who I can't just leave at a last-minute notice. 
So I got the idea of the uh, making um, sauces that people can use at home, yeah. not just sauces, products basically that people can use at home. And my jollof sauce and the stew sauce are the first in the line yeah. of um, products that I made. I started working on these about three years ago, mm -hmm. actually. I started and then I stopped okay. because I I got discouraged and everything. But I had Nena was my tester. <laughs> She was the one person I would, yeah. I would refine the recipe and take to her and, uh, of course, um, Patrick too, my husband, and, and take to her and I'd be like, Nena, try this. But the reason Nena was my biggest tester is because she grew up in Nigeria yeah. okay, so she and she would, knew yeah. what this sauce is out, jollof yeah. rice, supposed to taste like, you know. And finally, she said, when I took one to her the next time, she sent me a message and said, okay. I'm ready to buy. We are ready. Yeah. So are you <laughs> so, keeping notes on like how you're tweaking it yes, each time? Okay, yes, I am, yeah. I am. I am. Because um, it's, it was a whole process. Yeah. But now it's out and you can basically make... Um, so usually when you want to make jollof rice or stew, it takes forever yeah. because, you know, with Take African food, yeah. the whole process is just gruesome. It's yeah. like cooking <laughs> it's like cooking Mexican tamales from yeah, scratch. Yeah, from scratch, yeah. <laughs> So you have to cook down the stew, cook yeah. this and that and that. What this sauce has done is basically done all that homework okay. for you. So, so you can use the jollof sauce to bake it. Oh. Exactly. So, I mean, you have, you put the rice, you can bake it in the oven, rice in the oven, in a, in a pan, pour the sauce, two cups day. of water or three cups of water. I mean, don't listen to me. Follow the recipe <laughs> on the recipe card. <laughs> You add that and you just bake in the oven. And oh, voila, you have jollof sauce. I'm going to do it tonight, Jollof rice. And um, the biggest part of it is instant pot. You know, oh, that is my instant pot sauce recipe. Oh, so nice. it's easy. Just okay. dump everything in the instant pot or your rice cooker. Yeah. And walk away. Just set it. And you come back and you have awesome jollof oh, rice. Oh my God. I'm going to try yeah. some channel. So it's my other, that is my way I'm headed yeah. now, you know, because I can't do, I can't do a restaurant. It's not in the books for me. Yeah. I mean, I've had people come and walk. I had somebody who came up to me because she wanted, I think she's planning to do something about a restaurant. Yeah. And um, she came up to me at one of my pop-ups and asked about um, if I'm going to do a restaurant and that. And I said, no, why do you ask? And she said nothing, you know. But I think she's a caterer, right? And I said, if you're thinking about a restaurant, you really should do yeah. it because I am all for supporting people. I mean, there's so much <laughs> market yeah, out there, it's a big market, right? Yeah, but um, really it's not in the books for me right now because it's um really really expensive to start with, and I don't want to get business loan, yeah. you know, to do a restaurant because I have two kids and something could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, it might not make it. So I'm moving towards the packaged foods okay. life now so that people can have um, these. I want people, I want everybody to have access to Nigerian yeah. food. I want you to have it in your pantry, right. have it in your fridge people, yeah. and eat it when you want yeah. it, basically. Oh, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm excited to try it. So I mean, people can see obviously, but you bought me um, some stews and some whole yeah, kits. So I'm going to check it out. And I really know. like the idea of this uh, meal kit, actually. Yeah. It's um, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on um, was your the new series that you said you were oh, going to yeah, be working on yeah. Nigerian food, Nigerian food traditions. Nigerian food traditions. Okay. So um, about that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have Sunday rice where you come from? Is that a term you use at all? Sunday rice? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Nobody should come after me. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So I think um, the, the, the Sunday the Sunday rice the, the the Nigerian food traditions is there are lots of bad things I said about Nigeria. Yeah. You know, there's so many things happening, and yes, I mean we earn all that bad yeah. publicity. It's not like there are no bad things happening elsewhere, but I can understand why Nigeria will be will be always on the news yeah. about the, all the horrible stuff happening. I get that, but the one thing that has been constant to Nigerians is food. We love food. Yeah. You can't take that yeah. from us, right? Yeah. So um, growing up, um, I lived a lot with my grandma. And for me and her, it was about food, right? Just She loved cooking. She loved feeding people. Mm. You know, they were, we had um, like uh, mentally challenged people that um, lived, not lived, they used to hang around the marketplace because her house was so close to the market. And it was very normal at lunchtime to see them making their way yeah. towards my grandma's house because she would always have food ready for them. She always had kunu. Kunu is like yeah. a Nigerian um, drink that she would offer to you. Even if it was the last thing she had in mm. her house, she would give it to you. And then my mom was working. So even when we moved from Opoga and we moved to um, Otoko to Boko, the one thing she used to do on weekends that I remember clearly, mm. she was very busy. She was very busy. Yeah. She was a nurse, right? Was that she would make stew on weekends. Well, so that she could use... Through the week. Yeah. She would make stew. She would go, we had, you know, the grinding, the meal. You go grind it, she would make the stew. And on Sundays, lunch was rice and stew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we used to dinner. Food was a very special thing, and she would insist during every meal time. You had to sit down yeah. and eat, and you had to talk about your week. Yeah, you know, she, she would go from anything from um, how um, are you feeling about the new week to your test results. Mm. It could escalate quickly to you crying <laughs> or something because I mean, she was or she could she could go from there to tell you to spell rice or whatever yeah. you were eating. She was like that. <laughs> But it was the one time when we actually had her, you know, sitting down with us, concentrating on us and, you know, just basically enjoying the meal. And yeah. And for me, the best time I looked forward to was Saturday, sorry, on Sundays, Sundays. which was the Sunday rice after mass. You go for mass and believe me, Churches in Nigeria are long. Yeah. It goes on People, forever. People, like when my mom and comes here and she goes for one hour, she's always like shocked. And <laughs> it's sunny and we are tired <laughs> and we are hungry. <laughs> but, you know, the one thing that would keep you going is yeah, Sunday rice. Sunday, Sunday rice, rice yeah. you know. And that tiny piece of meat you get on the <laughs> rice, it was so much fun. So for me, right now, the Sunday rice, um, which is the first in the series, yeah. is about bringing people together okay. it's not just coming to eat rice and yes we are going to have all kinds of rice yeah. dishes there with all kinds of meats you know <laughs> because we love meats yeah. <laughs> but um it's about sharing the tradition yeah you know it's going to be a great um one at um doing it at carnation farms okay. and because it's a really traditional venue for okay. me quiet natural landscape yeah. you know the landscape is beautiful it's a farm basically mm. it is the kind of place i grew yeah. up it is the kind of place a lot of us grew yeah. up, you know, even though we are here right now. So I want people to experience, to just disconnect, disconnect from all the buzz yeah. of the city. Come back, come down and leave your hands, your phones in the car. Just come <laughs> and eat. Oh, nice. When, when is this going to be? <laughs> it's going to be on the 22nd. Oh, oh I okay. Yeah, so I will have, um, I have tickets on um, my website and everything and um, on um, Eventbrite. So I plan to do some more series. 
Okay. Just featuring different, uh, different Nigerian, food, Nigerian traditions. food traditions. You know, what we like to eat, how we like to yeah. eat it. No, no, that's a really fun. good idea. Yes. And especially for, I feel like it would work for in a place like Seattle, where now that there's, you have a core market, people have tried your food. Now, yes. adding the more, like, what more is there about the food that they need to learn and tying it exactly. into the food experience. Yes. That's cool. Good, good stuff. Um, Before we wrap up, like, what's, what do, what's the next big thing for Niger Buka? So we know you're not going to do a restaurant. <laughs> 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 we know you have the sources like what's what's next for mm, when okay. you look at the next one year three years five years what what do you okay yes the next big thing i think that um for me right now i think that i, I would like to say um regardless of where nigeria goes from here i feel like I, it's already a success story yeah. you know i see where i'm coming from you know, my village, <laughs> which was, by the way, I have to stress this, awesome growing up in the village. I had a tribe. Yeah. I had, like, awesome friends that I could relate with. But um, coming from where I was, you know, scaling all these challenges yeah. and being here right now, my next step was supposed to be um, opening a place. I was going to open a store where I would sell, people would come in to buy food. I would sell, like, packaged food so yeah. people would come and buy. But um, that deal fell through. Okay. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. yeah, because, um, I mean, I had rented the place. That we had actually outfitted the whole place oh, with wow. refrigerations and everything, and um, it was supposed to work out. But um, somehow they couldn't figure, they couldn't figure out um, events or something for the anyway it's a whole story <laughs> I don't want to go into but it's just another one of those things that wow. I keep telling you yeah. about that it happens right so from I mean, where I'm going right now again is packaged food okay. yeah I'm doing a lot of collaborations okay. um, with people with um, people that are willing to collaborate with startups like me yeah. because um, since the restaurant is not in the book for me yeah. but I still want to get Nigerian food out there I still want to share the tradition mm. with people I still want Nigeria to not be about the scams yeah you know to not be about the um you know the um prince from Nigeria who keeps writing the emails and all <laughs> that I want that I, I would like the the focus shifted from that from the negativity yeah. you know to the something positive yeah. I want people to understand that Nigerian food is not none it's not Nigeria it's not Ethiopian food <laughs> I want to get Nigerian food out there. I mm. want people to try it. I want people to have a kit. Mm. Like I have the Egusi kit yeah. too. You know? So this is the jollof That's kit, the jollof and stew kit. Okay. And I have Egusi kit and I'm making all the other kits oh, cool. that I'm making. This is a really good idea. I, like I said, I'll take a video and share with people so they, they see it. I think this is a really, really <laughs> yeah, good Yeah, so you can idea. share this tradition with your family. Yeah. You can share it with people and tell them that also when I tell you I'm from Nigeria, I don't want you to say, oh, I heard about all the stuff yeah. going on there with the Boko Haram. Yes, stuff is going on and it's terrible and we feel sad about it. But we really do not want to be reminded every time yeah. about it. We need you to see the positive side yeah. of what Nigeria is all about, which is togetherness, which is 
community. Yeah. You know, we are a community. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm excited for the next chapter. Yeah. Collaborations with um dinners and um, I'm going to be hosting some cooking shows with oh, my exorcists cool. too. And then I'll have my packaged food yeah. out there. Yeah, and um, I'll be doing some wine collaboration oh that i'm excited for <laughs> so, i now have and, a really other good reasons and to be in and everything <laughs> so i am excited about the next chapter and finally i feel like i see where this business mm. is going because yeah. i have just been you know dilly dallying and doing all kinds of things yeah there, but i there, think i think that know. um not to not to the skill that you've had obviously but like i've also I, in some ways, I've also dilly dallied and done a you lot are of different. A jack of all trades. <laughs> I am a jack of all trades, and I and I think that like all those experience, like there are things I try and I decide, well, I'm not going to do that again. Or, but it's all part of the learning process to get you to the point where you have I, a clearer vision for yes. for what you actually want to do. Yes. So I, I mean, those things I, I don't think are I agree. in vain, right? Yeah. Like I mean, it helps those mistakes you. you never made again. Yeah, yeah, because you know how I, the, um, two weeks, three weeks ago, I was so tired and I wasn't feeling fine, and somebody made book paid for food on my website, and I was supposed to add it to my calendar, food I was delivering yeah. for lunch, and then I slept off before adding it, and I totally forgot about that order. And I missed out on that one. Oh. And I had to, they had to start calling me when the meeting started. It was the first time it has ever happened to me. But like I said, you learn. Yeah. And it's never going to yeah. happen again. Yeah. Because now I know <laughs> I have designated it to my yeah. list. I said, you need to put everything on my calendar yeah. every yeah. single yeah. day. Yeah. So it takes yeah. a village. It's, it's really. So exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, this is great. I'm like this, like I, this is great. Like I think the things you've overcome to get to this point oh, like <laughs> incredible and i think that like what's in store for you is great and now that i'm in seattle like i'm i'm happy to help like i, I said yeah. i have a lot of <laughs> i'm happy to help in whatever way um that you need um but before we transition to the rapid fire segment can you let people know where they can find you online social media what are your handles website Okay, so um, my of course my business is Nigeria and um, my um, website is um, www.nigeriabukasiado.com, and um, you can actually just go on there and order food because I kind of simplified the process for you to do that, and um, I am really excited that I have a ton of regular clients. Yeah. This guy is keeping me on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> then on um, Instagram again Nigeria and on Facebook Nigeria yeah. And um, we're on Twitter too. I'm still just getting the yeah. Twitter, you. yeah, Twitter is. Um, it took me a while to get into it, but oh, no, I like still... once you get into it, it can be. Addictive. I am just now starting <laughs> yeah. to do Twitter, Putting so it. please follow us on Twitter yeah. so that um, I can retweet. So, yeah. you know, yes. Thank you. And okay. um, yeah, for all our events, um, please um, check out our social media. I'm always posting on Facebook, on Instagram, and I'll, I think I'll start tweeting. <laughs> tweeting. Yeah. And, um, or on Eventbrite, you can buy our um, tickets to Niger Booker. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we wrap up the interview very quickly with five quick rapid fire. I'm sure you've heard them if you listen to a podcast. I'm not. I'm sure you're familiar. So we'll start with a couple of easy ones and <laughs> some questions. So. Um, Instagram or Twitter? Now that you've started getting into Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Instagram, still, by far, yeah. Because I'm still not used to Twitter. Okay. Yes. Um, sweet or salty? Salty. Um, what do you like to cook when you're feeling lazy? 
mm, when I'm feeling lazy. Wow, I've seen a whole new side of me. <laughs> what okay. is it like when it's like you don't have time, or you just even don't? I like just pull out my jello and stew sauce. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not kidding. That's a good one. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Yesterday I made stew like that. Okay. Yeah, within ten minutes it was ready. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. What's your biggest pet peeve? Hmm. You know, I just can't whining. Yeah. You know, and even from your story, it sounds like whining. Something it's happens to you, you just move on. Just, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, it's okay to whine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I will sympathize with you. <laughs> See, but, you know, I'm not good with criers. Just so you know, I get uncomfortable yeah. around that cry. Yeah. <laughs> but when you whine and you don't just whine and you put it on social yeah. media, and you invite us to wine with you, and then people ask you what is going on, and you're like, it's a private thing. <laughs> then it gets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I just think that everything is a lesson, and you should just, um, you know, wine a little, be sad, of course, yeah. mourn the loss or whatever yeah. it is, and then move on. Of course, we are not talking about right. human beings yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about like material day, stuff, yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. Now, the last question for you is: What gets you out of bed in the morning? kids <laughs> <laughs> that would be the shortest question you know because i mean when they are up you're up yeah. basically but what gets me out of bed in the morning is um just the motivation just to be better because looking back again i can't stress this enough mm. looking back at where i'm coming from and seeing all the hard work that has led to this yeah. point and seeing all the support that I have. So I would like to say that basically is my clients, you know, my regular yeah. clients, the people that believe in me, people that have me on their speed dial. I don't take them lightly. They are the ones <laughs> that get me out yes. of bed to do better because they are always there, you know, sharing my information with yeah. other people, boosting my business and saying, hey, you can do it. Go, go, go. Oh, you want to pick up that boat? Pick it up. Yeah. So... Yeah, Goodness. you know, and my biggest cheerleader is my husband, of yeah. course. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to speak to you. It was oh, great. I'm so glad true. we got to do this in person. Um, Thank you so Yeah, much. and I hope people follow Find Niger Buka online. Um, this is great. Like, I'm new to Seattle, so <laughs> I'm glad I have a Nigerian food connection. Let's do it. <laughs> All so right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Item 13 an African food podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. To keep up to date, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Item13Podcast. Thank you.